Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Welcome to TC Live. The sun is out finally in San Diego. More trophies to hand out on this championship Sunday. We've got our final from San Diego later today on Tennis Channel. Marta Kostya, Katie Bolter, both looking for career highs to snag up that 500-level crown in San Diego. That is coming up later today, but a lot to get to here on TC Live. Who says love means nothing in tennis? How about the romance double? Alex Dimonor and Katie Bolter looking for titles on the very same weekend. We'll tell you about that plane flight. All South American final in Chile in the Golden Swing finale with the home crowd get their wish in Santiago. And details on Maria Sacri's spin on the coaching carousel. She is taking another top 10 players old coach. We will break it all down for you. A lot to get to today on TC Live. Welcome into our studio in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Andrea Petkovic. We got Mark Knowles in the house as well. So we're definitely going to be talking Jesse Pagula later in the show as well. But listen, let's start by saying we're almost to the Sunshine Double. We're just three days away from Indian Wells biggest tournament of the year outside of the Grand Slam. So two months into the season, what's your biggest storyline so far? Well, for me, speaking for the WTA, speaking for the women, for me, it was Arena Sabalenka's dominating run at the Australian Open. And the reason I say that, it's not only the run and Arena's title, it's also what it did to Rybakina and Sviantek after that. Rybakina coming off with a title after that, Sviantek as well. It just is what we need on the WTA tour is rivalries and we need players breathing down each other's neck, pushing each other to become better. And that's why Arena Sabalenka being so dominant, mm. I think was really important for the WTA in general. Yeah, Sabalenka on the women's side. What do you think, Nolsey, on the men's side? Well, I'm going to take the champion on the men's side as well. I'm going to take Yannick Sinner. I think that that's going to be very interesting now. He's now a Grand Slam champion. Obviously, he had a huge finish to last year. But as we know, it's different once you become a Grand Slam major champion. Your, your time off the court, on the court, how do you kind of pr proportion all of that? Everything changes. So you're going into the first Masters 1000 of the year. I'm going to be curious to see. He obviously played pretty well in Rotterdam. Didn't play at the same level as he did at the Australian Open, but he obviously played well enough to win, which shows that he's a different level player now. So I'll be curious to see how he responds in Indian Wells. And that's a really interesting point about the off-court activities, because back in Italy, there was a, short, a little controversy about him not going to the San Remo Music Festival, which is a huge thing in Italy, and it's a big honor to be invited to that. He decided not to to go because he wanted to train for Rotterdam. It was the right decision. He won Rotterdam. But I agree with you, Mark. It's going to be very interesting. I don't think Indian Wells is exactly the right conditions that mm. he, the ideal conditions for Yannick Sinner. But he is a different player now. He's a Grand Slam champion and he has a great coaching team. And that's very important. 
Carlos Alcaraz, Elena Rabacana, the defending champions heading into Indian Wells. We'll talk more about Tennis Paradise later in the show. But let's start by getting you back to Santiago, Chile, the final that we just witnessed. Sebastian Baez, Alejandro Tabilo, both looking for their second titles of the season. This was such an interesting contest. Both men came out and felt each other out. We're looking, what can the other bring? What can I bring? Tactical minds, both of them, and it was Tabilo who was able to use his forehand from the center of the court and control those rallies. He took a lot of balls off the line to set up for his forehand. But I don't know what Sebastian Baez did in the bathroom. He went off the court. He came back a completely different player. He raised his game and his level to a different atmosphere, and he couldn't lose a point anymore. There was a stretch where he hit 10 winners back to back to back. This was one of them. It was not all winners with speed. It was drop shots. It was lobs. And his forehand, one of the quickest on the ATP tour, was really the way to go. However, Tabilo, home crowd. He brought it all back to him, and we lost the feed. This was the saddest part of the whole match when it was most important. But the forehand in the end for Sebastian Baez sealed the deal. Sealed the deal, and how about a title in back-to-back weeks for the Argentine? Nine straight wins, and that means since the start of 2023, Sebastian Baez, five titles, joins good company with Novak Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz, Yannick Sinner, and Daniil Medvedev. This is a guy who that five means something else, Nolsey. He is fifth in the race to turn right now with his back-to-back titles in the Golden Swing. What did you think of his effort out there today? Well, it's fascinating, right? You said back-to-back titles backing up that 500 title last week in Rio. But what people don't realize is when Baez first came on the scene, we said Schwartzman 2.0, yep. right? How many career titles for Schwartzman in his career? Four. Mm. How many does Baez have already? He's got six titles. So this guy is quickly announcing that he's maybe even more. Schwartzman got as high as eight in the world. And now Baez moving up in the rankings in the top 20 for the first time ever at 19. So there's still a lot more to come from this guy. He's playing some really good tennis. Nine straight wins. Obviously, winning begets winning. What do you make of his chances heading into Indian Wells in Miami? I really like them. I think Indian Wells is very similar to Clay. It's not the same, of course, but it is very similar. And one of my favorite shots right now on the ATP Tour is Sebastian Baez's forehand. He sets up for it so early when the ball is just passing the net. He's already in position and just manages to put his whole body through, creates so much pace, and it's just beautiful to watch. I like his chances at India Wells to maybe cause a little bit of a surprise there. And how about in Miami? They have a tendency to support the Argentinians, mm-hmm. right? So with the right crowd... Watch out for Baez. Watch out. He is the first guy to win multiple titles in the Golden Swing since Christian Garin back in 2020. All signs pointing upward for Sebastian Baez. Same thing for Alex Dimonor. This was a year ago, won his biggest title in Acapulco, coming from a set down to beat Tommy Paul. He said, I know the hard work that's put in to be here, and it is good to see the results. Not always that you win the tournament and get to finish a week unbeaten. Could he do it? again would be the fourth player to defend a title here facing Casper Ruud Nosey. Yeah, this was quite a match, and, and we expected big things. Alex Dimonor has really changed his game, right? He talked about he used his speed to his advantage throughout his career. Coming into this season, he felt like he needed to be more offensive. And what he did in this match was super offensive. He was taking it to Casper Ruud. He had 27 winners in this match, whereas Casper only had eight. So he was very aggressive with his game plan. He stuck to his strategy. He's always going to use the wheels to his advantage, but... 
He can get any ball. I mean, there were some rallies in there towards the end of the match where the crowd was on their feet. I mean, I don't know who's faster than this guy. This guy is incredible. So watch out. Alex Dimonor's into the top 10. He's playing aggressive tennis. And as we know, he moves so well. So he's playing really good tennis right now. Said it was his best match of the tournament. Eighth career title. Second win over Rude. And that's what it means for the Demon able to get through the week once again. That's back-to-back -back titles in Acapulco. Gets another one of those fruits and another chapeau as well. Started with Taro Daniel in straight sets. Took out Stefano Tsitsipas from a set down. Jack Draper and then Casper Ruud. So you just go back-to-back -back in Acapulco. Fiesta time, right? Got a party, don't you? There's a big party here later on. Are we going to see you there? Uh, you know what? I cannot because I've got a 6 a.m. flight to go to Tijuana and uh, go watch Katie play in the final. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Well, I guess no party. I mean, how sweet is that? And, that, and by the way, he put on his Instagram the feed of him and his team at the airport at 6 a.m., Took that flight, got to San Diego. Not only that, Andrea, he was on the practice court in San Diego. It's been raining all day there. Literally drying the courts for his girlfriend, who's about to take the court in the final later tonight. Great boyfriend. <laughs> I will say I'm a strong believer in love means nothing in tennis. However, I will say Katie and Alex might just as well convince me otherwise. Well done. If you make me believe in love again, more power to you. <laughs> Unbelievable, really. I mean, obviously, boyfriend of the year is wrapped up. Yeah. Nobody else. I mean, you might as well forget it. But, you know, I went to school at UCLA out here and a lot of my friends, they went to Tijuana for different reasons. So good to see that he's going to Tijuana and getting to San Diego to support his girlfriend. All right, on the court, Andrea, what did you make of his effort taking out Kasparud and winning another title? This is a guy that started the year beating Novak Djokovic, beating Sasha Zverev, beating Taylor Fritz. And right now he's third in the race to turn. And deservedly so. And I think the match point really showed it. What did he do? He played serve and volley. When did we see Alex Deminor play serve and volley? He was really, and this is what I love to see. He was a top 20 player. So many people in the world would say he's accomplished it all. No, he wants to get better. And this is what what differentiates great players from good players. He wants to get better. He has 10 miles per hour on average more on his first serve. He's hitting the forehand bigger. He's hitting all his shots bigger. And he's deservedly the number three race player right now. Yeah, I mean, Alex is doing everything well. I've been fortunate. He's obviously good friends with his mentor and his idol, Leighton Hewitt. So they've been in the Bahamas a couple of times, gotten to hang out with these guys. This guy does everything right. I mean, not only is he boyfriend of the year, but when you talk about <laughs> professionalism on the court, off the court, and, and looking at his assessment, right? He's been a, such a successful player, but he came into this season saying, you know what? I know if I want to be better, if I want to challenge, have more wins against the top 10 players, he's got five of them already this season. He said that was something he wasn't doing, even though he had a successful career so far. He wasn't beating the top players. He knew he had to make some changes. He knew he had to be more aggressive, and we're seeing that. So mm -hmm. this guy turns every stone. He's doing everything right. Well done, Alex. Can he do it at the majors? Three out of five. 
I think, honestly, I think Wimbledon should be the best for him. I don't know why I think that, but I think 